Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. All right, we'll go to rural Oregon and uh, welcome in Oregon Duck alum, numbers nerd, turned the college football world on top of its head. Now he's all into sports gambling and other stuff, hunting bobcats, but we welcome Dave Bartu on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Bartu, what's up, buddy? Dude, it's all numbers, baby, whether it's sports gambling football, basketball, hockey. Uh, yeah, I, 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 got, I got super bored in the off season. And uh, so I just started modeling college basketball. Just absolutely filleted the tournament uh, from a sports betting standpoint. NBA, last four weeks, 500 bets, 59%. Just And, and now I'm getting into hockey. And what I've discovered, it's all the same formula, right? It's all the same formula I use for the NFL. Nothing changes. NBA is the same as the NFL, which is the same as men's college basketball, which is going to be the same as the WNBA, which is the same as NHL. It's all offensive and defensive scoring efficiency. It's just how you tabulate that. But it's all the same thing, and it all works phenomenal. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this newfound uh, discovery of data uh, in all aspects of sport year-round. Man, you are a weird dude, and I love it. Exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, you once you go down the rabbit hole, it's uh, Katie bar the door. So, all right, uh, how, how was your how was your dinner with uh, our guy Nick Fulton with USA Pawn? With USA Pawn, yeah, Nick was uh, Nick was out uh, west here, uh, and it's not very often that <clears throat> mom lets me leave the house so I can go see humans. So you know, when 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 Nick called. Um, on the hard line, and, and she answered it. She let me talk to him, so I was able to uh, go out and uh, and meet him up for dinner uh, over over near the airport. So okay. you know, I mean, it, it took a while because you got to hitch up the horses and and, and get to uh, get to a place where you can actually drive the car. Oh. The cars are parked at the end of the road. My God! And uh, so yeah, no, it was it was great. Nick uh, Nick there at USA Pond. He is a dude. I love I love talking to that guy. I think it was the first time we talked to him. Uh, what was the steak? It was the steakhouse uh, when I was there at Mississippi State, uh, meeting with Dan. Uh, first time I was down there. What, what was that steakhouse? Oh, there? that I took you to. Yeah, yeah. That Nick was there, and it's uh, Nicholas. And uh, I took you to Restaurant Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what it was because suddenly uh, it, it seems everybody has an affinity to drink bourbon from the minute you walk into the restaurant, like. <laughs> all through dinner and then afterward and I've been flying and uh, yeah, I don't remember much of that meal. Yeah. Um, uh, but I remember I was like, yeah, this is good. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when we got back from start, well, I took you to mint and yeah. then, and then the next time you came in, you went up to Pearl river resort, the golden moon casino, and we went to Philip M's, but we also Phillip went to Kessler prime. So we went to a yeah. bunch of different spots. Yeah. <laughs> 
we did, and we drank bourbon at all of them. And I know Nick was at one of them. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. It was, it was, uh, it was cool that he reached out when he was in town here because you know it's not often I got I, I get guys that I know from from back east, uh, even within you know an hour uh, of the house. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad y'all got to connect. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on. With, you know, we're already in prediction season, and oh, yeah. and what could people do with their schedules? Uh, well, heck, the NFL is too because we have the NFL Network on right now in studio, and they, it never ends for them. But Mississippi State, uh, I think people are getting way ahead of themselves. Um, I think Zach Arnett has has made a lot of really good moves. Uh, I think he did a great job keeping things together. Um, when Leach passed away, and uh, the players like him and all that, and there's some, and he connects with them, and, and there's something to that. But yeah. the bottom line is, he's a first-year head coach with a first-year mm-hmm. defensive coordinator and a first-year offensive coordinator at the Power Five level. And mm-hmm. just because he has eight home games, two of those games are LSU and Bama. And so I think it offsets it a little bit, but... People are just talking about eight, nine, ten wins. Like I could go down the street and get a cheeseburger and a beer, and that's just not how it works. I want to get your thoughts on some of the feedback that we're getting. Oh yeah, they'll go eight and four, nine and three, maybe even ten and two. Was was there a chemical spill in this water system? I didn't hear about. Yes, basically. Jeez, dude. I mean, I mean, unless Mississippi State has been recruiting in the top fifteen the last four years, and the coaching staff's been together for two or three years, I don't. I mean, look. First of all, the situation, right? I mean, you 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 are coming in after a legendary coach, um, and and fans still have Dak Prescott in the back of their head, sure. Right? And and you know, and Dan's not and Prescott's not walking through that door. Dak isn't walking through that door. Um, and, and then you look at. And Dan's a good, Dan's the greatest head coach in Mississippi State history, right? True, he is, and he averaged seven seven point what seven point one wins. I think that's about right. Season. Yeah, right, and, and won five games his first year. Mike averaged, you know, um, Mike's only there three years. Averaged six wins uh, a year and won four games uh, in in twenty twenty. Uh, albeit that was a messed up year for, for sure. sports and football. Uh, so to, to have a brand new head coach with an entirely new staff, one of the youngest staffs in the country, win nine games when Dan Mullen and Mike Leach won nine games combined their first year, I'd say that's maybe over the skis. Just a, just a skosh, okay? He's, he's still a bottom four recruiter, uh, bottom five recruiter in the SEC. Got a whole new staff. You have a whole new staff that's taken over for a legendary coach. You know, the timing of all that. I mean, the middle of December. I mean, seriously, if you had 365 days and you said, when is the worst possible day for something bad to happen to your head coach? It was literally the day he died, I think. I mean, it's just just the timing was horrible. So uh, I, I would venture to guess the Las Vegas total on Mississippi State will probably be five and a half, six, mm-hmm. maybe six and a half wins. Um, you know, it, it's and I and I think the biggest uphill battle is going to be offensively, not because of the change, uh, but because of the lack of explosiveness. This this was a bottom ten offense in uh, running and passing explosiveness in college football last year, which is insane. People, how they won right. as many games as they did. 
it, yeah, it it, it, it is um, because yeah, offensively the efficiency wasn't there, the explosive scoring and the, the explosive plays was something I was working on with Schumann at Georgia uh, right before because we were focused on TCU because TCU uh, scored 54% of all of their points last year. 54% of all of their points came on 37 explosive plays for the entire season, wow. right? And, and so we were looking at, okay, so what, what are we looking at to try to inhibit the offense? And so on the flip side, you had somebody like Mississippi State that didn't have – that. I don't think they had seven explosive plays all year. I mean, the, expo- the explosive ratio was, was really, really bad. So I, I think the difficulty is – not only a little is a new offense, but rewiring everybody because there was just absolutely no explosion whatsoever on the offense. So I think that's going to take some time. Then you have all these other factors. So I, I, I would not, I would not set my. I mean, if you got to eight wins, if you got to nine wins, nine wins in year one at Mississippi State, oh my God, that would be so fantastic. But personally, look, I've been doing this long enough with you. I'm a little bit of a state fan. Right, I mean, I got my hat, I got my gear. Uh, I do love state, but I'm going to keep my expectations in this situation low and be happy if they knock it out of the park. But I think you got to keep it real based on everything that is that is churning with this, uh, especially in the SEC, man. Well, in the SEC, it's just tough. If, you know, if he went seven and five and beat Ole Miss, uh, people should run down the street. You know. And, and and throw a parade. You're right. I mean, you, you, don't you have to give Arnett some time to develop as a head coach? I, I you, yeah, I think you, I think you got to give a lot of guys time, right? I, I had this question yesterday about Mike Norvell. What did we think of him coming in? And I thought it was the best G5 hire on paper, right? The first two years was a struggle, a flat struggle, and this is a top three recruiter in the entire conference. And finally, year three, it clicked. I, I always have the, the rule of thumb for us here from a data standpoint is four years. Try to be patient for four years. Now, if there's no improvement, you know, if you don't, if you go four and eight and then four and eight, I'm like, okay, great. A great example of just absolutely swimming in dog crap for three straight years. Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss. Right. Okay. Those were three, those three years were almost the same identical garbage for three consecutive years. It was amazingly, awfully consistent, okay? But, and so I get and understand getting rid of something like that. But I still say you got to give, you know, whether it's Zach or anybody else, we're looking at four-year window. Are we improving? And I know people, look, it's an instant oatmeal, drive-through, microwave society. We want things. We want nine and we want to go nine and three in six games, right? We, you know, we want to win a lot. We want to win now. And college football is actually the opposite of that. It is so hard to even consistently win at any program. So whether it's Zach or a new coach anywhere, it doesn't matter really where it's at. Understand the situation, but most of all, be patient and celebrate when good things happen. I'm a storm the field guy. You know that. You win, you storm the field. Don't act like you've been there because in college football, you never know when you're going to be back. Let, let's walk through the schedule here. All right, so Southeast yeah. Louisiana and Arizona at home, um, they should be 2-0 and, 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 and heavily favored. All right, here, here's where it gets tricky, this three-game stretch of SEC games. These, yeah. this is, this, I mean, this is not a gift to Zach Arnett scheduling-wise. <laughs> I mean, as a first-year head coach, right? And again, he's done some good things. He's, he's, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about, but here's yeah. his first 
three-game conference stretch. LSU at home. Yep. At South Carolina, Bama at yep. home. Yeah, loss, loss, loss. Right? I mean, it's loss, loss, loss. Number one in the SEC, what's the first rule of thumb? All SEC conference games, the better recruiter is going to win 70% of them. Right? So, so you look across the board at that, you got a 30%, 30%, 30% chance. So going two and one is going to be great. Now, the I agree with you. Going to South Carolina, if it was at Mississippi State, then I, I'd say they have a lot better chance at home than on the road. Plus, how are you going to focus on South Carolina when you are smashed between Alabama and LSU? Plus, then you have the oh, – dude, they got, they got Alabama and LSU right out of the gate at the end of September, beginning of October. Oh, dude, that sucks so bad, right? Because now you got the lingering physicality effect of that. Playing two top five recruiters early on, that, that's just going to be tough. But, um, yeah, I, I'll – from a prediction standpoint, I would say is is one and two would be a great uh, great run uh, between those three games. Yeah, if they could they could steal the the at South Carolina game. Um, yeah, that'd be huge. Okay, then they play Western Michigan W, and then they have an off mm-hmm. week. All right, so then okay. here we go again with yep. a uh, conference schedule mm-hmm. at Arkansas at Auburn. Okay. That's again two two just brutal road games. Uh, Arkansas, from a recruiting standpoint, pretty even. Uh, you got to lean towards Arkansas winning that game because it's on the road. Same thing with Auburn. You know, top ten recruiter on the road. Uh, all new staff. I get that, but now we're talking week six, week seven. That thing's probably gelled pretty good. So I mean, I think Auburn's just going to get tougher. Uh, like any good recruiter with a new staff, should be getting tougher as as the season goes along. So. You know, we're, what are we sitting at right now? We're still sitting at three wins? Yeah, three you've got them three and five uh, okay. and with Kentucky coming to start well, after that. Okay, there's four and five. Okay, at A&M. Okay, four and six. Southern Miss at home. Five and six. Ole Miss at home. Six and six. All right. Yeah, dude. I'm t- I, yeah, Vegas is going to get they, their to- their their win total on the season. Guarantee you, Vegas is going to be five five and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, it's, it's really easy. You know, it's like, and I know you said, well, we got a whole a whole bunch of home games. Yeah, but you, I mean, LSU and Bama. Right. You know, again, it's con- it's context. You got to look. You can't just say X number of home games, X number of road games. This is how we're going to win. Uh, in the SEC, it's recruiting, 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 and you know, and keep in mind, okay, and he, here's kind of one of the scary things is you got Texas and Oklahoma coming in, okay? That ain't too bad if you stay at eight conference games. But if they go to nine conference games, Western Michigan now becomes Oklahoma or mm. Texas or Tennessee. And so careful what you wish. If, if, you, if you're a state fan, you're like, oh, I can't wait for nine conference games. You be careful what you wish for, boy. You'd be real careful what you wish for. How about this? Mississippi State and Ole Miss both pull LSU and Bama in September. Dude, who did they piss off? I don't know, but I mean, I'm looking at it here. It's Dude. it's it's crazy how they kind of flip flop playing these two teams over the course of a few weeks. It's Dude, that is, I, I can't that is, remember this. You know, I can't remember LSU and Bama. 
being on the schedule for both teams in the month of September. That's just mean. I agree. Right? I mean, that, that that's just mean. Think, uh, yeah, that's that's so somebody got drunk and pissed somebody off in Destin, and they're like, hey, we're going to change the schedule. I think, I think it was when Ross Bjork was at Ole Miss. But anyway, Dave Bartu on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, give me your best toss-up games. Uh, I would think at South Carolina, you know, as far as games right, well, that they at South Carolina and at Arkansas, I'm thinking, Bartu. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, what, what's, our, what's our critical games? Okay, so our non-conference games are basically – we've we got to get W's across the board on that, right? Right. Look, don't, don't be a slouch on Arizona uh, because their offense was top 15 in the country last year. they got a quarterback named Delora who I just I think that he is awesome. Heck, I'd probably draft that guy over anybody in the draft right now. That's how good I think he affects the game. So Arizona's going to be tough offensively in that game, but we're going to, you know, but it is, is at home, so we expect business to be taken care of there. But I'm going to put Arizona in a in a coin flip game. That's important. Arkansas, South Carolina, Kentucky, and probably what? We'll miss at home. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's your there's your swing game. Those five games right there. Those are your swing games because you know A and M, LSU, Alabama, Auburn. Let's just not fret over those if you get one out of one out of four in that in that run awesome mm-hmm. totally awesome right um and, and you got a shot because as long as jimbo's there he's going to give up wins and auburn you got a new staff but God, dang good staff and he is a dang good coach too yeah he is so let's not worry about those four he's beating i think he's beating old miss and mississippi state this year um he hosts both of them that's just how it lined up and, and I think he'll he he's just a program flipper. I think he'll beat both of them at home. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So those are those those are the five games that I think we're really focused on right there. And, and so, you know, we're talking three automatic wins, right? I mean, three 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 in in non conference or so three and zero. Oh, and so we got five swing games. So you win all five, you're eight and four. So that's probably what people are looking at, saying, "Hey, we have a shot to do this." Um, yeah, how many times are, in a football season do you win 100% of your swing games, or two? Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's not very often, right? It's, it's not very often. And uh, usually in close games like that, a lot of it's just quarterback-driven. Uh, you know, so how, how, how good is a quarterback to just elevate a team in, in tight games? That's really what it comes down to. Other coaches, other players, yeah, they're a factor. But, you know, tight games, it's, it's whether it's the NFL or college, it's still a, you know, it's still a quarterback's world. So, those are the five that you know personally. I'd say that's what we're focusing on for for the for the swing games uh, for the season here. How about this for Lane? We'll, we'll go over it in full in a week or two. But so I, I told you about Arnett's first three game stretch, which is brutal, mm-hmm. right? LSU at home, at South Carolina, yeah. Bama at home. How about this for Kiffin? At Bama, yeah. LSU at home, Arkansas at home. That's his first three game stretch. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God, dude! There's not going to be, there won't be a guy walking by the by the Arkansas game. They're going to be beat to heck, dude. Totally beat to heck. Um, I'd have to say, I'd have to say, uh, I'd have to say, state stretch is, is tougher, is worse, because I, I think getting mentally up 
for at South Carolina in between LSU and, and Alabama is a lot tougher than finishing with at Ar- or the than finishing with Arkansas at home. I got you. But but that makes but sense. Still, the, the physicality early on. I'm I'm a big believer in <clears throat> gaining confidence early in the season, mm-hmm. staying healthy, winning football games. Uh, I 100% tell AD schedule as easy as possible all the time. No buys in September. The, the you you want to make the buy later. Early buys hurt really bad. Uh, and schedule as easily easy as possible. Gel and stay healthy. Gel and stay healthy. You got Alabama LSU right out of the gate. That is really tough to get your traction to gel and stay healthy. All right. Now, the one thing they may have going for them is obviously mm-hmm. they pull LSU before South before heading to South Carolina. Right. But South Carolina has to go to Georgia before hosting Mississippi State. So at least okay. South Carolina plays a nasty. Uh, one or two recruiter, whatever you want to say, the week before. Yeah. So they'll be coming off a brutal, ruthless, physical game, too, which is yeah, – that doesn't always happen in the and, East, Bartu. Right, right, physical and mental, because they're going to do everything they can to win that. I mean, that's their Super Bowl, right? Right. I mean, you're going to try to do everything you can to beat Georgia. So you win or lose, physically and mentally, they'll be shot mm-hmm. in that game, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I agree. I, I, th- I think that is, again, that goes back to – what games are on the schedule that are 50-50 balls, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so you got to look at all sides of it. I, I agree with you there. That's a really good observation is what does South Carolina have coming into that game. So both of them got tough matchups. I would, I would say the South Carolina one, maybe not more physically, but mentally, I think South Carolina at Georgia is going to be mentally tougher to recover from the next weekend than hosting LSU. Yeah, well, that would be good for Zach Arnett and Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock and Will Rogers and the crew. So for our listeners, South Carolina goes to, well, actually, and they play a power five non-con too before they play North Carolina, usually on a neutral field in Charlotte. I don't know why Ray Tanner mm-hmm. thinks he needs two non-con P fives. He plays North Carolina and Clemson, which is dumb putting Beamer in a, in a bad situation, but uh, mm-hmm. they play North Carolina, Furman, at Georgia, and then hosts Mississippi State. So that's uh, that's the deal there for this. Yeah, tough non-conference scheduling, especially staring down the barrel of nine conference games in the SEC. Nine conference games mm. in the SEC. Man, those guys are nuts. These guys are nuts. I, I just don't. The physicality, you're already the most injured conference per snap with eight. You know, you got, you're going to have more injuries. You're going to have more 500 teams. You're going to have less bowl-eligible teams. I, I, dude, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, hey, you know, you guys do you. <laughs> All right, bud. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, walking us through the uh, 2023 Mississippi State schedule. I'm sure you and I both made a bunch of friends listening. Oh. And um, hopefully we'll be hosting you here <laughs> in the next four to eight weeks. I know you got graduation and all kinds of things going on, and uh, we'll catch up soon. See you, buddy. Thank you. Dave Bar 2 at CFB Matrix on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Don't forget about the charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Pair it with uh, some seafood gumbo and maybe a uh, some Patron tequila on the rocks at Drago's County Line Road. Ooh. Patron tequila and charbroiled oysters. I know that's a good pairing. Yeah, super premium tequila, Patron, and charbroiled oysters from Drago's on the uh, 
property of the Hilton Jackson. Have a great day. I'm headed to the Mississippi Braves Stadium. 11.05, first pitch. We'll see you tomorrow. Hit Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds if you missed anything. See you.